Welcome to My Hometown Artist Podcast. We talk about showing up authentically on social media as an artist, creative, or right-brained entrepreneur, so you can do what you love. I'm your host, Hannah. I'm here to help you find self-growth, expand your work, and have more fun trying new things. We stay curious and focus on being solution-driven. Let's get to it. Well, I'd love um, for everybody listening who doesn't know who you are, could you say your uh, name and what you do as an artist? Yes. So my name is Kat Bird. Um, I, in digital photography, take mainly impressionistic, um, painterly style, uh, intentional camera movement photos and in my film and analog photography work it's a lot more kind of small vignettes of moments and floral and outdoors and just kind of my everyday life um and I'm also making jewelry right now I've been really getting into making a lot of jewelry so I'm gonna start making a a page on Instagram for that as well. It's one of those things that's taking forever, but mainly with photography, impressionistic, intentional camera movement, and then uh, my analog work as well. Nice. I love multi-potentialite, multi-passionate artists because it's such a superpower. I love hearing about what they're into and like there's certain mediums that they come back to. And it's so interesting to me, just like from a, like a, person to person standpoint because my mind is all over the place I love too many things same too many yeah same I feel like that's one of the things that it can be really hard when you see like a lot of big amazing like successful artists and photographers it seems like they always are just kind of doing one thing um but in reality it's it's good to be interested in a bunch of different things. And it's good to try a bunch of different things and to be able to invest a significant amount of energy into more than just one thing or one style, I think is extremely good, extremely creative and powerful. Not that it's not creative to just put all your focus on one thing. I do think that that's also has its advantages. But for a long time, I would see an artist that was really, really good at one thing. And they're constantly pumping out like the specific style. And I was always like, dang, like, I just, I can't stay on this one track path. I need to be doing 500 different things. But once I started doing film and made my own account for the film photography was when I realized that you can do, well, you can do whatever you want. I mean, really you can, And you don't have to just focus 100% of your energy on one thing. You can still be good at multiple things as long as you're giving 100% of your energy to it in the moment. It's still going to come out great. Um, Yeah, I love I love your style because it's so like beautiful and it's it's so interesting, like the things that you use to make that. And I I want to know like how did you find that as your style it's very pictorial it's very shadows and natural things and your film photography is like has a similar similar feel how did you find that to be like yours yes so I started taking photos like 
as a little hobby when I was probably in the seventh or eighth grade. Um, to be honest, that was when I was in middle school was like the first time I think I got like an either an iPhone with a camera on it or an iPod with a camera. And um, so I just started taking pictures on that. And then by the time I was in ninth grade was when Instagram first started and um, nobody was on there. I would just post just goofy, not goofy pictures, but pictures that I thought at the time were super, super good. And it was... (laughs) Um, always Tumblr with some, <laughs> yes, exactly, exactly. Always with some filter and trying to make it look like film. Um, but I never really stopped doing that all throughout high school. I just still kept just taking fun little pictures, editing them and posting them. Um, by the time we were all in school, taking all those classes that you have to take about like nailing in your style, putting together your portfolio, Um, I was super stressed and just had not a good time figuring it out because I was in that same boat of like, I like way too many things. How do I pick just one thing? Um, and I think it was when I was a second year, I honestly took a picture on accident with the wrong settings And I was looking at it and it was a picture of branches and trees and leaves. And I was looking at it and I was like, wait a second, this is, this is nice. Like, this is kind of good. And when we went to the Maroon Bells one morning, um, I was kind of messing around with it still. Everybody was taking a picture of the mountains. And so I was just like, no, (laughs) I can't, I can't join the herd of everybody taking the same picture Um, So I started playing around with taking pictures of these ducks that were in the water and they were moving around and I was moving the camera and I was just having like so much more fun than I would have had just standing there taking another picture of the maroon bells, um, which are beautiful. And all those images are always super beautiful, but I just couldn't bring myself to do it. And I knew that because of where my style and like skill set lands, like my creative eye is so more detailed than the big picture. I feel like a lot of kids that were more into landscape photography and stuff like that could really get the big picture and they could figure out how to make the entire picture like so vibrant and beautiful. And I'm, I'm not a big picture type of person. Um, I really have to see everything like this. So, um, yeah, it really just kind of started like that from, it evolved, I guess, from really just looking at everything ever since I was young and taking pictures from like a very small standpoint and then getting tired of it and eventually just kind of stumbling on this new style of moving my camera and going with the landscape and going with the textures that are in front of me. Yeah, I I found like a similar experience where like the the place that I wanted to create with photos was like super intimate and like delicate and like moments that are really tiny, like not just physically, but like mm-hmm. the way they feel feels really delicate. And I was, I've never taken a landscape photo. Like I barely take them with my like iPhone. I'm just like, yeah, like it is beautiful, but I'm here and I don't really want to capture this. This is, this is about like, what's in my brain and to do that is like honestly I just need like a small studio space I don't need all that I just want to play I don't want to 
try to take something bigger than me and like put me into it because that seems like way too much i'm like i'm just gonna take random objects and people and make them into how i want them to look i absolutely love your photos like the the ones that are in like the grasses or like outside because it's like that's how i experienced outdoors it's it's so much more special to me because that's how i see you know a big beautiful landscape like that and that's why i've always like loved looking at your photos and i i know that you had a print store you have you have a store online how did you announce it and share it and start um, providing work on there. How did that go? Yes. So I did a little bit of research on different platforms that you can host like a web shop. Uh, my website is on Squarespace. And at that time, it, that was 2020, um, the e-commerce portion of a Squarespace website was significantly more expensive than the type of website platform that I was paying for them already. So I didn't want to put my store on Squarespace quite yet at that point because I was kind of like, well, it's this much more to pay for the e-commerce website. I don't know if I'm going to make that back. So I ended up putting everything on a platform called Gumroad, which uh, is kind of like, I don't know, it kind of gave me the same vibes as like Kickstarter almost um, because on Gumroad, you can give out discounts. You can put, um, you can put products on there and set it as uh, pay what you can. So like people could, like, if you just had something like small and you were doing some sort of like a donation type thing, um, you could put something up and offer, pay what you can. People could pay a dollar essentially and get whatever product you're offering. Um, which I thought was really cool because around that time in 2020, there was a lot of stuff going on. I really wanted to try to figure out a way to contribute to some sort of organization, donate something. Um, so I selected Gumroad mainly for that reason. Um, and I have to be honest, I was being extremely idealistic in the time um, because nothing was as it was. You know, we all had so much time. I would be on my phone scrolling on Instagram Reels or TikTok or whatever. And you would see these videos of people where, you know, they would be like, oh, <laughs> look, I have all these orders and my whole family has to help me pack these orders from my print shop and my whatever store. I'm selling this and I just sold so many because my TikTok went viral. And so I was really like, wow, I can, I can do that too. I can do that too. And I do think having a viral video go viral, well, having a video go viral and then getting a lot of sales from it is amazing. And that can definitely happen to anyone. It just did not happen to me at the time. Um, and at the time, I think also a lot of people didn't have any money and a lot of people were getting a lot of good money from unemployment. And so it was hard to know what people were going to buy because people were still buying like um, economically things were still going okay people were still spending money buying things but I just don't think that I personally did the the work essentially to make it easily purchasable and easily sellable also on my end because um, with my photos they're so especially the impressionist ones, they're so finicky when they get printed. Um, 
that I can't really send them to um, an out of like a off sourcing print site because I know they'll come back and they won't be the right colors. Um, so I have my own printer that's really nice, but um, I think I was just trying to go too big. I should have, instead of listing just plain prints, I think I should have created a small body that was cohesive and either had some sort of way that they could already be printed beforehand or sell them as canvases rather than as prints. I think people are getting really into decorating their homes. And during 2020, everybody was decorating their house and making it super cute. Um, but I think that now trends have just shifted. Like as photo kids, we all love prints, but not everybody in the world is a photo kid. Um, and most people, if they're going to put art in their house, are going to put it up as a framed print or a canvas. And most people aren't going to go to a frame shop and get a print framed. If I were to do it again, I would either have them already have the prints already be made into canvases or have them already framed and sell them framed and maybe do a little bit better work with the marketing. I only posted about it on my own Facebook and my main Instagram account. And so essentially I was only marketing to friends and family and then people that follow me on my Instagram account. Well, most of my followers on my main Instagram account are also artists who do the same kind of style as me. And so most of them were also trying to sell prints and not trying to buy them. It's hard on Instagram because you want to curate your feed to be stuff that you want to see. So you want to follow people that make art and do things like you. And then other people do that. But then you don't have anyone that's like a actual customer essentially following you. You just have kind of like this big group of people that are all just like you, which is great and powerful in its own way, but it's not the same as how when an influencer like that's already established and has all these followers who follow them because they like them as a person, um, it's not the same as how they can sell stuff to all these people. People that are following them are essentially just regular everyday people and not artists also trying to do the same thing as them. Yeah, that's that's all such good points. I I talked to another artist before about the idea of selfish content, and that that doesn't mean that you're a selfish person. What it means is that you are creating content that you want to see, and you're you're not thinking about the customer. And like when you know, like okay, I need to market myself. A lot of times we say, okay, just post and like get it out there, which is a really good first step, but it's literally like the first step. And there's so many steps in between to doing like a print launch that goes super well and and you get the response that you want. And I see that like when we get on the internet, we get inspired because we see people who go viral, artists that have all these orders or craftsmen who make all these things and have to send them out, right? That's like amazing because we see it because it went viral because it's got the numbers and that's the the nature of like how the math of social media works. That's why we see it. But the the people that that do well either um, are really weird. They're like an anomaly and they're lucky or they had a really slow burn where they had a really intentional plan to 
talk about it and prep the audience and get the followers that are interested in them. Like I had that happen to me a few years ago when I started shifting from, okay, like I've got my work, but now I'm not, and I'm not photographing as much. It's, it's also about the poetry and they're like, Oh, what's that about? And then it's like, well, and then I started providing services for other artists and it was like the account I chose to like, let it grow with me as opposed to like making two accounts. But that was like a moment where I lost people, but the people I gained are people that really need me and they really want to work with me but i don't blame anyone for like quote unquote having selfish content you're not a selfish person you're just you just don't know because you're not like asking those people how this went for them and how they did it and that's like the whole point of why i talk to people about their experiences on social media so that we can be like okay this is what you think is happening this is what it looks like is happening from the videos you've seen of success and this is what actually leads to it like to get there. Yeah. Yeah. And you, um, you print, like you posted about your print store and, but what I'm wondering is how do you like, did you like figure out a way to like gain feedback and, and work on how you announce it over, over time? Like, did it grow to be something that like was more successful and you made more sales? I'll go and look at other artists, just like you were saying. I pretty much just go and look at other artists um, on my main account. I do have a couple different artists that live in the United States, in the country at least, and I am kind of in contact with them as kind of like a little support group. And so um, I look at what they do and how they promote and what they do also in person. Um, a lot of the people that I follow that I'm kind of like internet friends with on that main account on Instagram, they live in cities where there's more than just like a farmer's market. There's art markets, there's different sales, there's art walks, there's this and that. Um, and so I noticed for them that that is something that makes it a little bit more marketable is when you can talk to people in person and people can come see your prints in person even like my friends, one of my friends lives in Milwaukee and she goes to little like art sales all the time, all over Milwaukee and all over Chicago with little matted prints that she makes and she sells them really well. Um, and it's all simple because it's in person. You don't have to pack anything. You don't have to calculate shipping. But yeah, I essentially just kind of look at what other people are doing and think about how I can work that into my own life. Um, specifically with the art markets, that's one thing that I've been trying to cook up a way to make something like that happen on like a local scale. And even that is enough to just walk up and see and get going. If you were at like a brewery or something, uh, they set up a booth that it doesn't have to be super big. Um, so that's something that I've been trying to figure out a plan to cook up somewhere locally, because I do think it would be super beneficial to me and other smaller artists that aren't essentially made of time, I guess, because a lot of times you go to when you go to a farmer's market or a craft fair, people that have uh, a full booth of photos or paintings or even jewelry, those people are typically people who are retired or don't have a full time everyday job so they can spend all this time creating to make a full tense worth of stuff um i feel like artists sometimes don't need to understand that there's a there's a big picture with like how you make your income and it's going to be affected by so many things and when you see how someone else did it 
and you know you try to fit that into your life sometimes it's not going to work sometimes you have to take take a step back and be like okay what are the resources i have do i want to be remote do i want to go to shows do i like to live in a bigger city am i in a super itty bitty town and it's it's going to look different for everyone and i feel like we get so much anxiety when it didn't go the way that we thought it would go it didn't go the way that we saw someone else do it. And then we post on social media to reflect what we think should work and not like exactly what will work. And that's that's the advantage of like when you talk to someone or just talk to other artists or talk to someone who helps people do this or has done what you want to do because those are the people that know and we don't learn like by scrolling. We, we learn a little bit, but we learn more from having a conversation and DMing someone or like listening to this podcast or doing other things that, that take time, but like they're the most investment for your time. They're the most bang for your buck. And I, I really, I really love when people ask questions and they, they feel nervous. It's like, ask any artist a question. The worst thing that's going to happen is they're going to be like, well, I'm busy or I don't have time for this, which is not on you. It's not personal, but I wonder what what have you found with that that group you were talking about? I think it's the ICM experiments loop. Is that what you're talking about? Uh, kind of. I essentially one. Um, I uh, was invited into that group, um, which we were all we all just shared a big group chat on Instagram, and then we had that hashtag. Um, I was invited into that group by one of my friends, like internet friends from Instagram that does similar work as me that was already in the group. What we would do is uh, one person like kind of like the leader would assign like a prompt. And I can't remember if it was weekly or monthly um, or if it was every, if it was bi-weekly, but she would assign essentially a prompt and it was all supposed to, every photo that we submitted was supposed to be intentional camera movement. And, um, We would kind of work around that prompt and we would DM each other the pictures and then post them. And um, we would all work together on liking, commenting and sharing to kind of help boost engagement um, on each of those posts. So um, since we all followed the hashtag, all those posts would always come up and then it would kind of help all of us just get that extra little boost on our account engagement. Um, Ultimately, I haven't because I've taken a little bit of a break from posting on that account. So I did give up my spot in that uh, group for somebody else because it was getting like pretty big. The intentional camera movement photography, like community grew so much within 2020. And now, because I was posting occasionally, I would post like a intentional camera movement photo on Instagram after I graduated between 2017 and 2019 you know, it would get a little bit of action, a couple likes, a couple comments, I'd maybe get a couple followers from it. But in 2020, when I was posting almost every single day, multiple times a day, I just noticed like, so many more people were doing intentional camera movement photos. And it was just like, it was becoming big. I was joining all these different Facebook groups that were posting about it. And people from literally all over the entire earth, like, if I go through my followers on that account right now or people that I'm following, 
it's people from everywhere doing all sorts of amazing work with the intentional camera movement. Um, but it's just crazy because it wasn't like that until 2020. Um, essentially that way, uh, I've been able to find a bunch of really good, like artists and friends and people that are supportive and have really good ideas. And, um, even though that I'm, I'm not in that, um, experiments loop group anymore, I still am in contact with a lot of the people in there and I didn't leave out of any sort of like discontent or anything. It was mainly just because I wanted to take a break from posting. And I knew that, uh, a lot of people were trying to join that group. And so I just decided, you know, if I'm going to take a break, I might as well not just have my space here still. Cause I think there's a limit to how many people you can have in a group chat also on Instagram. I think you can only have like 30 or something. Um, so I decided at that time it was just better to give my space to somebody else who was going to be more active at the moment. Um, because yeah, also it was blowing up my phone and I was <laughs> on a break, so I didn't really want to deal with it, but yeah. Um, I love when artists can find each other. Like, it's so it's so precious to me that you know some random person in Australia likes to do the exact same thing with their camera or or they just have a similar like mindset to you like I've been in some groups that are just like people like who help with art marketing and they're also a little bit goofy and I'm like that's actually a genre of person I didn't know that was a genre <laughs> of person like that makes me feel so like a lot less alone just to check my yeah. phone and see people like talking about their day and like just the fact that like if you're having a problem with something like uh like anything that you're working on you can ask in the group and be like hey has anyone else experienced this and at least have a bunch of hearts to have sympathy to make you feel better because it's like it is kind of a replacement for you know like we want that in person but that's kind of impossible so this is like our our way to do this I love that that's like such a cute thing to me when artists get together and do that. I think it's a, adorable. Yeah. I don't know if it's the same for you, but I remember like those two years um, that I had with the kids in my class were seriously like so much fun and so enjoyable because of the support system that we all like created for each other. And it was all like just kids from extremely different backgrounds, people of all ages. It wasn't just kids. We had like full adults in our class and we were all such good friends and we were also supportive and like we all wanted to help each other get it done. It didn't matter like what was going on for any of us. Like we were all there for each other. And I think after graduating and like just abruptly that's gone it's like such a shock to your system and especially for me because I'm somebody who like all growing up middle school and high school I never really had like a group or I wasn't a part of a team ever um, and I would see kids in like marching band and football and like they were all such good friends and I was always so jealous because I was like well I don't have that and I can't do that but going into photo school and like having that group like in person was just so amazing and then like it all being gone once we all graduated was like, I can't, I don't know. I, I can't do this. I can't do this, but you can find other ways and other people and it takes time and it's a lot different and it's not as like magical as it was, but it still is so valuable and so helpful. And you can rebuild your support group with 
all sorts of people now because of how the internet is. And yeah, it's not the same because we're not right there. Um, but it still is better than nothing. And it way better than nothing. There's something about that, that environment. And it's, it's so wonderful if you're able to do it in the beginning of your journey. I always tell people that like school is basically you're buying back time to like get ahead and not everyone can do that to yeah. like, skip over like doing the work to like get all that experience and find that. But so if you, if you don't, if you didn't get to go to school for anyone listening, that's okay. Like you're not like out of some thing, but, but when you get to have whatever environment it is where you're just in this like pit of creativity and like also like a few breakdowns and such it's something there's something about it where you're like I feel like I'm not alone as I go on in this journey so like wherever you find that that is honestly like a thing that I feel like is a foundation of why you keep going when you get tired or you don't understand how to fix a problem or you feel discouraged because there's so many like I was just looking through a book of quotes that um, I gathered like during my time with my peers um, during my program and they're so so weird and like just hilarious to me to, <laughs> to look back on that and be like those were things like those were great moments and that's like kind of what we're looking for when we're going on the internet or like to a trade show or wherever we're going to get that that feeling back so yeah. like it's it's my favorite thing when people can connect with each other and find each other. And that's kind of like, like I have a discord group for this podcast and that's where we talk and like, like spiel and like get advice and stuff. And it's, it's designed to be just a place for you. Like it's virtual, but like, that's, that's enough for now. And that makes me so happy. Yeah. And I, I appreciate all of your thoughts because there's so many people who are going to, like people who want to start a print store and they are going to listen to this and be like, oh, like that's the good thing that I'm going to try to like avoid or like fix or do differently. Or like, oh, I did the same thing and I feel the same kind of like, this is how like life is. Sometimes it's not easy because I I just think that that's the nature of being a creative person. It's never easy. And absolutely, I, yeah. And I, I want to give you a chance to ask me a question if you have a question about marketing yourself as an artist on social media for me so that you have a chance to just get something answered. Cause I, I would love to help. Do you have any questions that, that might, you want, might want to ask? Yes. I also, I wanted to say, I hope I didn't discourage people listening from opening a print store. I think it's definitely doable, but the way yeah. that I did it. Um, and also like with my photos specifically, like I was saying with the ink and everything and it doesn't turn out right. I think it's definitely doable and I've seen a lot of people do it super well. Um, But I definitely think for me personally, it was a lack of full understanding and like a little bit lack of also real research. Like I said, I was being too idealistic. So anybody listening, please try it. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. Exactly. Um, But yes, the question that I have, I guess, is because I've been kind of taking a break from posting um, partially uh, like on my film account. I've taken a break just because I need to send in like 12 roles to get developed and that's going to cost me some money. So I'm Mm. waiting a second on that. Um, 
And on my digital photography account, I kind of just took a break from posting mainly because I got super busy with work and school. Um, and so I wasn't photographing as much, but I have made um, a good amount of work. Um, and that was the other thing too. I kind of took a break from posting because I realized I was just cranking stuff out that I wasn't even like, it was getting to a point where it was more of a routine than it was I was actually like making something intentional mm -hmm. that was what I wanted to make. It was just, okay, I got to make something so I have something to post this week. Um, so I took a break because I wanted to get back into making intentional photos that took time and thought process and have a story behind them. Um, and now I have all these photos that I do want to post, but I kind of feel like it just is a little bit like, it feels like it's a shout into the void, right? Like there's so mm -hmm. many posts that go up and so many people, and I try to not do this when I'm scrolling, but I do kind of get into a habit of it, but I try not to. I try to scroll like with an active mindset where I'm not just double tapping and going through everything. I try to like see what I'm seeing and think, do I like this? Do I not like this? Is this worth a comment? Is this worth a share? Is this worth a follow or unfollow? I try to be super active when I'm scrolling. So I'm not just, you know, death scrolling. But I do, I don't know how many other people are like as thoughtful. And so I get this, I get this mindset where I'm just like, eh, I don't want to post like another shout into the void and just, you know, hopefully it does something. Hopefully somebody sees it. Hopefully it's, not just a pointless post, but I guess that's where I'm at is it feels like I have stuff to post and I want to, but something is stopping me because it just feels like, eh. yeah. And that's, that comes back to the idea of like behavioral or consequential learning, which is something that, you know, we talked about a lot, like in my business degree is it's something that we know, okay. In theory that when I learn how to do something, it's it's learned through others through through reward or through punishment right that's how humans learn it's not just like spontaneously you'll want to post one day and you'll have a random desire to do it and that'll be how you learn to do it every day it's like you get the feedback you get the dopamine or you get the punishment for whatever you're doing and then that encourages you to keep the ball rolling so if like let's like long term if you say like okay the goal is i want to post every day or twice a week for six months and I want to have like a focus plan like okay that that's a great thing like to want to do but the the way that humans learn is when we get the feedback so if you do the first post make sure that there's like uh, an opportunity for you to get feedback that is constructive towards the audience that you want to build so for example if you're like okay I want to post every day and Second goal, I want to make sure that I'm giving myself an opportunity to get that um, consequential feedback, right? So like a poll about like, hey, this is what I'm thinking about. Today, I feel like it's pointless to post. Like, what do you guys feel about that? Like, do you also feel that way? Like just having like conversations with people, for me, that's like, that's what keeps me going because it's the whole point of why I do anything and why I want my clients to do anything is because we're making a community and we're feeling better and we can support ourselves through that. So if we're not having the feedback and like asking for the feedback or giving, giving content that's really 
um, giving to others and supports others, like showing up as a person or like doing a voiceover or asking questions or providing an opportunity to like interact with like third party material, that is where we get the dopamine or like the reward of like, that's why we're doing this. So I think that that's a really good way to like, like overcome doom scrolling or feeling pointless. But also, you know, if it's time for a break, it's time for a break. Um, you like, you know what that feels like to you, like the difference. And if, if you don't know, like you should figure that out first, like in your body, how that feels. But if you feel like I, I want to keep going, but I still feel pointless about it. I would give people so many opportunities every time to come back to you with something else that's related to your goal so that, you know, we're posting, like, we think it's obvious that we want to create community, but it's not, it's never obvious. It's like barely obvious for people who say it every day that that's what they do. Cause that's how humans are, right? We forget stuff and we're like, Oh, what's your point again? Like, what's your story? Like, what do you, about? and that's why it's called social like media because it's, it's about getting back what you're giving. It's just, it's like a, a social contract to get back something from others and to give to others. So I feel like that's a good thing to keep in mind. Like sometimes you feel vulnerable. Sometimes you are just honest, like today sucked or today was really good or whatever you're doing. And then people can be like, like cats, a person or yeah. one as a person. And that that's how I would, how, that's how I would kind of overcome that. That's how I do it. Yeah. Thank you so much. I want, I want you to tell people how can they work with you or find you or stock that Instagram group to try to get into it? How can they find you? Yes. Okay. So um, on my main Instagram, that's digital photography. It's catbird underscore. Um, that's all intentional camera movement, um, multiple exposures, things like that. Um, the group that I was in was um, like hashtag ICM underscore hashtag experiments, hashtag loop. I think if you just follow that hashtag and then um, follow who is posting under it, you'll be able to find the main leader of it. And if they have any availability, it could be very easy to get into the group. Um, But there's also a ton of other like promotional pages and um, kind of like intentional camera movement club groups on Instagram and Facebook. And they're super easy to find if you just search intentional camera movement or ICM photography on either Facebook or Instagram, a ton of stuff will come up. Um, And that's the same with film. My film Instagram is catalog film. So it's K-A-T-A-L-O-G underscore film. I like that. Thank you. I was hoping that that would come, come across well, because I was trying to figure out how to put my own name in it. Um, And I wanted to do like, analog and then catalog so I don't know if that comes across well but I'm glad you like it thank you I like it (laughs) um yeah and so I've like I said I'm gonna start reposting on my film account very soon once I have the photos back um that's another really awesome community I think if anybody anybody that you know that wants to do photography i super recommend getting into film um I know it's a little bit more costly but especially on Instagram and all these social medias, film is getting so, so popular and the community is so fluid and it's growing like crazy. And 
everybody on my film account is so awesome and so engaged and like they want to be friends and they want to talk and we can go back and forth on different film stocks and things like that super easily. Um, so I definitely recommend doing film and getting into the film photography space online because it's a lot of fun. The people are awesome. And yeah, same thing on Facebook. On Facebook, I'm Catbird Photography. Um, nothing crazy on Facebook. Just usually. Not, yeah, it's usually how Facebook goes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, that's, you know, for the grandparents to see what I'm doing, um, you know, but yeah, um, I'm mainly just on Instagram, uh, definitely want to get started with other platforms at some point, but got to take one thing at a time. Yeah. I appreciate your time so much. Thank you for telling all these nuggets of knowledge as my friend calls them. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, of course. Thank you for having me. This is so much fun. Thank you for spending time with me today. You can submit questions and apply to be on the podcast or just chat with us on our Discord server by visiting me on Instagram or TikTok and searching for the name Hanala, H-A-N-N-A-L-A-H, and then clicking on the link in my bio. Please make sure to leave us a review. It helps me so much to connect with more brilliant artists and creatives. I can't wait to talk to you all again soon.